0: When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't say going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so oh, it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish.
1: The podcast that Stevie Wonder calls the weirdest TV show ever. <laughs>
0: oh my god you said stevie wonder and i immediately panicked like oh god where's this going (laughs) are you are you okay now i'm great yeah i'm mike johnson i'm guile gutts and we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality and today today we're gonna talk chosen family we're gonna talk about chosen family um it's the family you choose which is way different than frozen family um
1: you you gotta let them go yeah.
0: (laughs) yeah yeah Unless they've been cryogenically frozen because you plan on having the cure to their weird disease someday in the future.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then they'll be all Han Solo.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, but first... But first
0: yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to briefly touch on the fact that we are recording remotely today. And yeah. uh, we are talking about how to return safely to in-person recording. But uh, we're we're taking this very seriously and we're listening to the experts and our government's... And we're gonna keep trying to do that. Um, there was some controversy about it on the Facebook group that was pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, this is this is who we are.
1: This is what we're yeah. doing. We're, yeah, we're wearing masks and listening to scientists. So,
0: we <laughs> so do. we're dirty liberals. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, uh, yeah.
0: Other feedback or corrections? Not from me. Great. There has been a lack of corrections lately, which I'm just taking as a compliment.
1: Or or people are just like, yeah, I get it. Like, <laughs> <"Yeah>, you
0: know. <laughs> they already know what we're not going to care about. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, news time? Yeah, news time. Here come the news.
1: Here come the news. It comes on my ears. Here comes the news. <laughs> it's for all of
0: us to hears. I don't Best know. new song ever? You tell me. Oh, God. Okay, great. First, right out of the bat. Um, so, apparently, John Cleese is Team JK Rowling, and I'm real sad about it.
1: What?
0: Yeah, John Cleese, who I thought was hilarious and smart and fun and funny and interesting and cool, um, is just lately been going on a Twitter rampage, including this morning, defending JK Rowling and her transphobic views. Um,
1: well fart. Well fart, Mike.
0: Yeah, fart indeed. Um I don't know. I mean he is eighty one, so maybe it's not that surprising. Eighty one year old white straight dude. Cis <laughs> white straight dude. Um but yeah, in a in a tweet just this morning he said that uh uh deep down he identifies as a Cambodian policewoman. Is that allowed or am I being unrealistic? um
1: i've been thinking about this uh, maybe uh, like a lot today and yesterday for some reason and it's like if people say that you know in in their shitty transphobic way maybe we just just say okay cool we're gonna update your nationality to cambodian <laughs> we're going to change your birth certificate to woman yeah great now or like people i identify as a great skateboard okay cool you're now listed as a skateboard you can't vote you don't have any rights like cool done
0: yeah yeah I'm like, gonna sell you at a yard sale because my kid exactly. doesn't ride you anymore yeah <laughs>
1: oh my God that sounds like me in college.
0: <laughs> I'm with you I'm with you mm-hmm. i I think there's a little bit of like like when somebody's like that, I just want them to fucking suffer consequences so yeah uh that doesn't appease that part of me very much, but i i I, I agree that just I mean but
1: nothing will
0: just roll with it and then there's also the like the rachel dolezals of the well i feel black folks and then there's the that one dude in that one country i forget where it was when he said that he identifies as a younger person and, oh <laughs> yeah
1: yeah 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 like a <sighs> severely misunderstanding of like time and nationality <laughs> and just a lot, of, a lot of core concepts that really just whooshed over their heads
0: physics gynecology Phys- <laughs> or obstetrics <laughs> He was Dutch.
1: Mm. He was Dutch. Mm, the, the Dutch.
0: Yeah. I yeah. Don't know. No, I don't dare. don't piss off the Dutch, Kyle. <laughs> oh no. No.
1: <laughs> okay. We love all of you, but you.
0: Yeah. Anyway, John Cleese of 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 Monty Python fame uh, is is apparently um um uh, he's not a turf because he's not an F. I don't think, but um he's <laughs> he's uh he's a different kind of F. So yeah, your mileage may vary. Uh, next. Uh, so on Friday, just a couple of days ago, Donald Trump appointed judges reversed a ban on conversion therapy in Florida. They said that to ban conversion therapy in Florida was unconstitutional. Um, Yeah. The 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals sided with two therapists who sought to argue that bans in the city of Boca Raton and Palm Beach County violated their free speech rights. The judges voted two to one against conversion therapy, the conversion therapy ban. Uh, both of the uh, judges that voted against are were Trump appointees, are members of the conservative Federalist Society, which you might remember last week's news is the fucking asshole shitbag dickface group that Sam Alito talked to. Um, and then, of course, the, the the vote the vote for the ban was an Obama appointed justice. Yeah both both people argued that they had quote sincerely held religious beliefs conflicting with homosexuality
1: i have sincerely held beliefs that like people should be allowed to live like where does that factor into this
0: yeah and if i have a severe if i have a sincerely held religious belief that i have a 10-inch dick does that make it like true (laughs) do i get to change rulers so that (laughs) yeah
1: yeah In case anyone doesn't know, like we talk about conversion therapy, but it is a horrifying practice that, well, we should right now view it as barbaric. But in the future, we'll look back and be like, remember how we used to lobotomize people like that level of horrific and people are very likely to kill themselves after. It does nothing to actually, you know, the DSM already says that we can't change people's orientation. It's not effective. It's just the most, I, this goes, I. I keep thinking, like, man, I do need to start, like, a legalized murder campaign. Yeah. Because it's my free speech. Yep. Yep.
0: And, and like, maybe you should you should, you should pick a religious group to say that you want to murder them. Because then it's, like, extra religious. like Oh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Find whatever group.
0: It's your I Jesus versus their my... Jesus. And your Jesus yeah. is going to kill them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my Jesus is better than your Jesus
0: oh god um yeah i I also think that uh uh yeah if people don't understand the horribleness of conversion therapy they do things like strap you down and show you gay porn while they electrically shock you to create an aversion effect or they will give you medication that makes you violently nauseous and vomit um uh all in an attempt for your body to somehow associate those bad things with the arousal that you feel from seeing gay porn like then those are extreme kinds like there are equally insidious kinds where they just try to talk you out of it. But, um, it's,
1: I hate myself without having gone through conversion <laughs> therapy. So to add like a, a layer of like the, that level of direct, you know, you are a terrible person is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and the American Academy of Pediatrics has warned against it as early as 1993. <laughs>
2: that,
0: that the, the, the only impact is that it reinforces anxiety and shame. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Yeah. News the last. So uh, I did not know this person existed, and I feel bad about that after reading about them. But uh, extraordinary, trailblazing, and inspiring trans writer and historian Jan Morris has died at age 94. Uh, she died on Friday. And I God, I heart Welsh people. And y'all, I can't say the names of the Welsh things, the Welsh places. But her, her son's name is TWM. There are no vowels. I don't know how to say. <laughs> <laughs> that name uh but huh. uh her son twim sure said uh <laughs> yeah you got to stick of vowel somewhere in there and where do you do it to try to yeah. tune <laughs> Twim? um sorry your mom's dead um anyway <laughs> so <laughs> uh she was born in 1926 and began her journalistic career writing at the times the london times um, in 1953, she climbed Mount Everest <laughs> with the British expedition um, and uh, she, let's see, she went to report on the Suez crisis for The Guardian, made history when she provided the first irrefutable proof that France and Israel had colluded to invade Egyptian territory. But um, shit really started getting real in 1974 when she published her book Conundrum, in which she came out as trans. Uh, The book detailed her transition, became her first book to be published under her new name. And 1974, that was not a really, like, trans-aware, much less friendly environment for the universe. Um, But yeah, uh, she married her wife Elizabeth in 1949 before she transitioned. The couple remained together after Morris came out as a trans woman. Um, And... uh, yeah i mean she's she's a, a super pioneer especially in trans rights but like already would have been had she been cisgendered her journalistic accomplishments are are yeah. phenomenal um she's a, a a major a major figure in the trans community and um, sorry to hear of her passing
1: can i tell you how stupid i think it is to climb mount everest
0: yeah I think oh, it's stupid. Okay, okay, yeah. So, like, there was a dude that tried to climb Mount Rainier here a couple of weeks ago, and or maybe it was last week, not too long ago, and he almost fucking died. And they showed these clips of him in the hospital saying like how grateful he is that there are all of these emergency workers, and 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 I, I'm like, they had to because you're an idiot, <laughs> like. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you climbing Mount Rainier by yourself in November, you fucking weirdo?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we could, like, hold off on climbing shit right now while the emergency workers are spending a lot of time doing other important things. Yeah. Just an idea. Yeah. Throwing that out there. Yeah. Like, whom am I to judge? Well, apparently I'm Kyle because I'm doing it. But anyway, yeah. so sorry about that. Yeah. But unrelated.
0: Yeah, I agree. The whole, like, hey, there it is. Let's climb it. Why, God. Yeah. Why? Like a yeah. teenage boy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh that's the news then
1: i'm gonna tell you about some of our gatrons uh thank you to the members that support us
0: we're gonna and- do like a pbs phonathon or something
1: <laughs> <laughs> you too can support Gay-ish if you go to your local kroger oh we need tote bags kyle we need tote bucks. bags so we can send them to our <laughs> pbs listeners um thank you to gatrons aaron foley raymond Myers, kieran which you're just adding names <laughs> so that i have to say more names i don't believe that uh, edward wilson yeah. stewart brotherhood which that's not your real last name um and i know that my name oh yeah yeah uh is it a fraternity guy that would make sense no nope. canadian is which is
0: basically a frat guy that's more polite
1: <laughs> um and all one word my name is sp so I'm not sure whether to say that or whether just to say SP. You've really got me in a pickle right there. So. um
0: Or is it my you- name is Sp?
1: Oh, yes. Thank you, Sp, <laughs> for that. Um, uh, they must be Welsh because there's no vowels in Sp. <laughs> yeah. um, thank you to everyone. If you want to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash gayishpodcast.
0: Yeah, do it. It's fun.
1: It's so much fun. Uh <laughs> Do you want to talk about... <laughs>
0: chosen families yeah let's talk about chosen family so uh i forget how long it's been since i heard that phrase it was definitely after i came out because i remember hearing that phrase chosen family and it being like i started crying and i didn't know why because it's such a like cool impactful concept which you're going to define for us right now just like we planned it
1: (laughs) presently yes no why why was it so cool and impactful
0: I mean, I I think for the reasons that you're likely to explain in just a moment, um, oh, it cool. it it really, while being heartwarming and awesome, there's a melancholy aspect to it of like like gay people choose families because their original one is fucking stupid.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, that's <laughs> the exact definition I have. So I'm glad you got that. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I just like poked around a little bit. We're gonna have guests on, um, our friends from Minority Report. Oh, um, they're a
0: handful. It's gonna be fun. A-
1: um but before that yeah i just looked up a little bit of info um chosen family uh is the idea of uh, instead of your family of origin which is your biological family chosen family is the family that you create from friends or whomever you really want and some of the things that one thing that stood out as I was just kind of looking up some basics about this, like I always assume it's because you kicked out, got kicked out by your uh, biological family. Um, but another reason chosen family is important to LGBT people is because historically they hadn't been able to get married or have kids. Yeah. It's harder to create a family unit. Um, and there were in our societal restrictions on that or. You know, through the AIDS crisis, their friends might have died. Like it's it's there are other reasons that can contribute to, you know, why chosen families are important to us. Yeah. But uh, I was trying to figure out I I think of chosen families as coming from, you know, ball culture and everything. And um, so when I was looking that up in an article, I got a lot of info and stats from why queer people need chosen families by Kyle Casey Chu. Okay. on vice from 2017 and apparently the drag balls began in 1869
0: drag balls did you know that yeah i mean it's not about drag balls man that just like like <clears throat> that's, balls. Yeah, that's what happens when you're big fatty and they're at your knees go, go ahead <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> but oh, okay i didn't know that they started
1: they were that early i just mm. i don't know you're yeah, right um, that seems
0: that seems super duper early
1: yeah. So Harlem's Hamilton Lodge uh, is what was credited as being the first one in 1869. Um, I liked, there's lots of other info, but the one I liked best was by the 1920s, they were dubbed as faggots balls, oh, God. <laughs> which I really like. I mean, not in a nice way, but I really like that now as we're. Um, and uh, some of the reasons that chosen family is important because uh, this is data uh, from a variety of sources, but that were mentioned in the article, mostly from the 2010s-ish, uh, about two-thirds of LGBTQ baby boomers say they have a chosen family. Uh 39% of LGBTQ adults have faced rejection by family or friends. Hmm. And of the homeless youth out there, 40% are queer. So these are yeah. concepts that... I I think our our lessening, uh, like as we, uh, you know, create the ability to get married and, uh, you know, can have kids now or allowed to adopt and everything and are less likely to be thrown out than we used to be. But there, there still is that need to have your chosen family that that is not evaporated. I think some people may mistake a growing acceptance with total acceptance. You know, I think some people think like, oh, we're done. Everyone accepts gay people now and that's not the case and chosen families are still important yeah um and then also according to the wikipedia article um lgbt people i mean there are the main ones you think about when you talk about chosen family but apparently um other groups that use that sex positive bdsm communities uh veterans uh communities overcoming physical or substance abuse or friend groups who have little to no contact with their biological parents so I like the idea. I feel like this comes up often. There, are, there are words or phrases that the concept starts with LGBT people, but when you re- like when you think about it, it can expand far beyond just us. Like just because that was an important need and grew from us, there are plenty of other people that get kicked out of their home or yeah. have the need to form cohesive units outside of that. So, um, not not the same, but it's something that other people could relate to
0: yeah straight people awful shit happens to you too and you can use yeah. our coping strategies to get you through it <laughs>
1: we, we've been dealing with awful shit since the world started so um one other thing i'll mention because it's both canadian and lesbian mm-hmm. two demographics we really are trying to grow in our in 2021 yeah. just decided. Um, chosen family is a canadian comic strip written and drawn by a Winnipeg cartoonist Noreen Stevens uh she drew the comic strip uh started in 1987 which I always think that's interesting when things enter the popular zeitgeist of like mm. so clearly then that that name was around before then but you know whenever it gets to uh the name of a song or a book or you know something big then you know it's like a staple in uh society so that was 1987 it ended in 2004. Hmm. Huh. Thanks, thanks, Les. There you go, lesbians. That's the one mention you get every five yeah.
0: episodes. Well, now you have to listen to our show because you don't have that anymore.
1: <laughs> we're the most lesbian we're, thing available to you? We're
0: basically as good.
1: <laughs> um, what else do you want to say about chosen family before our uh, guests join?
0: Um, the, I, the, it's super important, and I'm glad I'm glad to have one. And I don't call you chosen family because then I'll stop calling you.
1: great yeah i think of our d&d group as our chosen family yeah
0: yeah they'll be happy to hear that too yeah thanks (laughs) <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> did you just hear that voice? <laughs> yeah, I did. Let's uh w- let's take a break and look for it. And... <laughs> <laughs> let's take a break. Um wait, when we come back, we're gonna have Minority Report oh. with us. Um and they're going to talk to us about chosen family as well. But uh yep. so hold on to your butts, kids. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Should we take a break? Break. Break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break kyle yes so are we back
1: we're back we're back <laughs> yeah. uh, we are back and we're here with our guests the host of the podcast minority report that is t spelled like T, not tea yes the, bev- the uh, beverage not the letter <laughs> there you go or the or the golf golf term um yeah could you all introduce yourselves <laughs> not golf
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes i'm uh, auntie corral i'm auntie duane and I'm Auntie
1: Jarrell.
2: <laughs> um, we're your aunties. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> we could just
1: jump into your show. Do y'all want to <laughs> I
2: mean,
1: don't I'm- get us started. We'll be here for two hours. <laughs> oh, my God. So true. I'm tired. I could use a 45 minute break. Um, <laughs> we are going to talk about the idea of chosen family, uh, which is important to LGBT people and. Uh, we are a chosen family here. We've brought some people and friends and family together, so we thought this was very fitting, especially right before Thanksgiving, Aww. when, uh, you know, in any normal year, some LGBT people are can be excluded or don't have family they could go home to, and especially this year, hopefully... Everyone is not going home uh, or
2: doing stay anything. Stay the fuck at
0: home, people.
2: <laughs> Please, that's hard. So, <laughs> <laughs> wash your hands. Wash your legs. Wash your ass. <laughs> Say it a little louder for the people in the back.
1: <laughs> so hopefully this can be a little bit of a, a family feeling for everyone this Thanksgiving.
4: So, yeah. um, so it's going guess- <laughs> to be dysfunctional. This whole episode, which is the end, it's going to be a mess. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to have Her to start
1: mix. drinking a lot more. If this is going to be like <laughs> my family. <laughs> Oh man! Hold on, I dropped my mic.
3: (laughs) And the dysfunction begins now. (laughs) All right,
1: I'm your drunk aunt. Um, Okay, (laughs) for uh, question for each of y'all is: Do you have a chosen family? Do you have a group that you you think of right right away?
4: Totally, I do. do. Definitely. (gasps) Tell us
1: about them.
3: I'll go first um, because my chosen family in part is right here. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. my girls, we talk every single week, um, not only on a podcast, but just everything else that's going on in life. And um, it's just very therapeutic to have people that understand you and that you can talk really openly and freely about anything that's going on in life um, in general um, and about life in specific. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I don't know what I would do through this whole COVID situation, through this whole presidency situation, through this whole just being black and a gay man and this society situation without the two that are sitting here on this call. Um, Yeah, it just, it it warms my heart to know that there are people that genuinely care about you and, and think about you and have your best interests at heart. And there's no... Pride of authorship or pride of anything—it's just real and authentic and 100% support. Oh, you yeah. Want yeah. to make, make me cry, cry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and I'm not a crier. Auntie Correll is a crier. You know I'm I not. Like, I
4: just I get loud. Right here. <laughs> well, I don't cry, and I'm oh, over here like, Ooh, oh, oh, oh my god.
0: Okay, I have my I have my checklist for the episode. Let's see if we can make them cry. Check. Great, Thank we Thomas.
1: got that one.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, like I, I think DeWan nailed it. Honestly each week is the one thing I guess starting the podcast I didn't realize was a how (laughs) how much we were going to share Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and then just how much closer we were going to get through this journey so literally the first thought were these two as well and then also like I've been luckily lucky throughout I guess my life and then just even being out I've moved quite a few times and been able to find, luckily, a chosen family in mm-hmm. each you know, city that I've lived in that like I still text or FaceTime or whatever, whatever it may be. So luckily, I haven't had too bad of a situation of trying to find people that I either relate to or want to hang out with, you know, um, go on vacays with, things like that. So I, I've definitely been lucky and blessed in that regard. But uh, these two right here, I mean, they probably know more about me than I know about myself. So, <laughs> so yeah.
0: Well, so for, for, for this chosen family, uh, you all are geographically spread out, but did you start at one location together? Like, is that the, the nucleus Those here? well, two did. Well, Dewan I, and I did. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <Right>. <laughs> yeah. I was in Minnesota and I met Corell in Chicago. I think, it was your going away weekend. Like you were just moving to Dallas when I first yeah. met you. <laughs> and yeah. So he was on the way out the door. Right. Um, and then I, I met him two weeks before.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Pretty much. But like damn near, like it was probably like uh-huh. maybe six months before I left Chicago. Yeah. Uh, DeWan, yeah. like, so a bar that sponsored our indoor volleyball team sponsored two gay teams. I was on one and Duan was on the other. And every Sunday after the volleyball league, we would go to Burke's Bar. I don't know if we're plugging their bar, but sure. um, in Chicago. And over time, we're just like, okay, why is that team sitting over there? Why is this team sitting over here? Like, we're all gay and having a out here. <laughs> and, loud loud. And, <laughs> <I play. laughs> and literally just start combining the tables each Sunday, doing fireball shots, getting shitty, flirting with boys, you know. And so that's how Dewan and I uh, met in Chicago. And then literally I left Chicago and he left pretty shortly thereafter. Mm-hmm. So
0: real, real quick, like uh, there are a lot of people that are feeling super disconnected and, and of course, distant from their chosen family. But the fact that, that y- y'all have created this in, it, 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 like it started disconnected. Do you have any advice for people on, on how to be successful creating this kind of a bond, even though you're physically distant?
4: I mean, for me, I would say just like, talk about everything and anything. You know, like, if, as soon as you, make it where you are only talking to someone for specific reasons, then it's quickly to lose that bond. But if you can be like, oh, I'll wipe my ass with good tissue today. Like at least that's a conversation <laughs> and you're talking about something, you know, like we had I that conversation. We did have that conversation too. So like, <laughs> no. I mean, when I tell you, we talk about everything, we talk about everything, but it just allows us to just make sure we're just naturally, you know, checking in on each other and just, it just keeps that, that the essence that we miss from being able to physically gather just kind of still feel a little
2: bit there i agree just because i mean you gotta want to take the time to do so i think that's what it really ultimately comes down to. like so far at least we ultimately want to take the time like even if we didn't have the podcast i'm sure we'd be like you know what girls you want to hop on zoom real quick or oh, you want to hop on a skype real quick oh yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm gonna facetime you <laughs> real quick you know so it's just like you want to take the time and like I genuinely love these two guys so I'm going to take the time to make sure they're doing okay you know and things like that even before we even hit record we always joke that we literally have like an episode before the episode because we're checking in <laughs> on each other to mm-hmm. ensure that okay you seem like your energy's a little <clears throat> down today. it like literally that's why mm-hmm. before we hopped on this episode I asked DeJuan I was like how are you doing to do it today DeJuan because I could literally tell his energy was like a little down oh. for a second there you know <laughs> and come to find out he had to work before this today but um so it's just like you genuinely care about people and you put the time in, you invest in it. Mm-hmm. I, would, I will say I it's would, hard,
4: though. Oh, go ahead, Boo.
2: Just real quick.
3: I would say that it, it also starts with intention um, because I think people make a lot of assumptions about what chosen family is supposed to be. And a lot mm. of people focus on superficial bullshit you know, like, oh, I want people to, you know, to go to Thanksgiving with so I can take bomb ass pictures from my IG. Like that's not, (laughs) that's, that's not what it's about. It's at least what, in in my view, what chosen family is. It's, it's really about real connections, people that you vibe with people that you can talk to about anything and everything, or even specific things. Um, But do it in a way that's authentic, that feeds your soul and you're feeding their soul. It's not just a one way, like, oh, what can I get from them? It's about, you know, the, whatever I have in my cup, I want it to spill over so you get some of it.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah, and well, then we'll I want we'll to be spilling over, Dewan.
3: I mean, I'd rather spray instead of spill, but you know,
0: I <laughs> <my, laughs> <God>, stop. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I was trying to give you my little Iyana moment, but yes, <laughs> I was here for it. She just dug all the way down to the dirt.
2: You know, uh, but it no, happens. I do think
3: it, it belongs. It, I think, I think it. People need to think about their intention, and I would also say, don't force stuff. Um, don't don't try to force relationships. Don't try to force a crew um, because we're in trying times as it is. But it it takes openness on both sides for something real to to really connect and for people to feel really um, gelled with one another. And so be mindful about what your intention is, and you know, really go 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 into it with an open heart and just recognize that things take time to develop. Hmm. And what were you going? I'm sorry. What were you going to say, Darrell? I forgot.
4: <laughs> I, mean, I, was I, was I was listening I was like mm-hmm, "Yeah, give me the word right? like, you
3: lost me at spray
4: <laughs>
1: I was just thinking my about favorite. how empty my cup is <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, well Listen, I can help you with that when we're anyway yeah. uh, when we're talking about chosen family I also think about like uh, to me there's something in the black community that would need this even more either because i think of dragon ball culture starting in the black community and i think of the homophobia involved in the black community that it could be more likely that you need other people and i'm curious to get your reactions to that
4: um for me i was (laughs) i am very grateful to have the family that i do um it's (laughs) me coming out was was good. <laughs> my grandma got everybody in line. She said, "Not my grandbaby. All y'all get in line." So I was lucky <laughs> in that sense. Um, but then, like when it comes to like outside of my family, I did find like I struggle with my with my sis, my sense of belonging because sometimes I was like, "Oh, you're too gay," you know, like oh you're a fag," <laughs> you know, like that's too, you know. And then so it. It honestly took me moving to Seattle to actually find, which is odd to say because it's not a huge (laughs) gay Black community in Seattle. But I guess moving somewhere where it was so scarce that I found myself really connecting to other gay Black men in Seattle. And like now I just feel even more proud to be. And I guess that's my new kind of chosen family that I have in Seattle, you know, is they've really helped me connect along with my aunties here with me as a Black gay man. Like, I didn't feel that in the Midwest
2: so that's interesting yeah. yeah um i think that's actually part of what the foundation of the show our podcast is is showing the spectrum that is being honestly just us three gay black men but queer people of color because there are situations where it is harder for our communities to accept potentially um the lgbtqia plus community luckily like i, I it's interesting like I look at like my chosen family and like my my friend group and things like that and I've luckily been able to I don't know it's not I don't know if it was like intentional or, or anything like that but have a pretty diverse group of people that, that like I don't know like it's like one of those things just like I'm aware of the situations within the black community of the hatred that can be within our the LGBT uh QIA+ but I've luckily been able to attract people that I really didn't get that too much. Even when I came out, and I'm a pastor's kid, um, a lot of the stuff that I almost made up in my head of the fear of what was about to happen, a lot of it didn't come to fruition. Like, I was like, oh, my God, both of my parents are pastors. What's the congregation going to say to them? They're going to leave the congregation. It's going to put them in like a situation. of What are they going to say to me? Because they've known me since I was a little kid, you know, things like that. And Come to find out, literally, they're like <laughs> Facebooking my husband and things like that, and you know, like, and and so it's just like sometimes we build this thing up even within our community to not give ourselves the benefit of the doubt, and literally, they're just like, We are making sure that you're okay. Um,
1: but yeah, putting so, the weight of the entire church on like girl, in your mind on your back girl, that seems like a lot to try it, to carry. It, it,
2: it was a lot, and sometimes it still is a lot, honestly. Um, <laughs> but. At the end of the day, you got to do what's best for you. Like, I couldn't just stay in the closet anymore. And I'm sure a lot of people probably already knew. <laughs> but, but it's just like, again, like in my head, I was just like, God, I know how sometimes the black community could be, especially when it comes to being gay. And luckily, I was in a situation where that didn't really occur too much. I had some people that were like, oh, I didn't know. Or, oh, OK, it was a shock, you know. But over time, they've been able to be like, hey, Carell, how are you doing? Or glad to see you when you come home and things like that um and then luckily just with my chosen family been able to surround myself with black people hispanics native americans all the above that still kind of have that same energy where we're we're not going to be sitting here just judging other people. And it's like, we came out trying to get away from that. So once we're out, how are we going to do that to other people? So luckily I've been able to attract that energy. And that was a long ass <laughs> answer. Sorry. <laughs> That's great. And then here I go. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Everybody grab your blankets. No, I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> I, I do think that there is a duality specifically for people of color. Um, there is those that, that, that grow up in a, in their community um, of people that are of their same, background. And when they come out, they they come out within their own community and surround themselves with people in their community. And then sometimes they kind of migrate into like the broader, um, you know, queer community, just use queer. Um, and um, But then there's the, the other duality of those that come out and that don't have that kind of um, sameness in their own community. And they come out into the broader queer community that is majority, that is mostly white. And even within that that duality, there's also this idea of um, self-loathing, self-hatred, where some mm-hmm. people reject mm-hmm. their own community, right? Black men, Latin men, Asian men, insert you know person of color, you know, because of this idea that you know, some of the unfortunate parts. Well, it's all unfortunate. Racism is just terrible. <laughs> all the way around is just terrible. But the unfortunate parts of, of our 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 community at large here in the United States, where colonialism is and racism is beat so much into the psyche of who we are supposed to be and what we're supposed to aspire to, that there is that self loathing. So, in the spirit of you know blackness or you know uh, of colorness. Um, Oftentimes there is a, an intention, intentionality around who am I going to spend time around? And to mm-hmm. Corel's point, you know, he's always operated with this perspective of just being open to Like if you're cool people, you cool people. Um, but there are others that, you know, haven't operated that way. I know and speaking for myself in the spirit of vulnerability, I've operated in a sense of just kind of like self hatred, self-loathing a little bit and, you know, have kind of surrounded myself with, oh, I want to be around just the hottest guys, the most attractive people, the ones that are always doing this, that, and the other or whatever. And I got tired of that really quick because it takes a lot of energy to keep up with the Joneses, no matter who the Joneses are. Um, mm-hmm. And a shift happened to like form really solid relationships. And it took a real, you know, somebody that I met <laughs> on the dance floor of a circuit party, 20 years ago, high off of my kite, but I I met him, my best friend Milos, and we became best friends and I understood what real relationship, quality relationship looked like. And he's from Belgrade, Yugoslavia. So we had totally different backgrounds, but it helped me to realize that I'm chasing the wrong things. I'd rather have more of this than all of that.
1: That is something I did not think about, but it it totally feels true of like when I first came out and it was a couple years later that I moved up to Seattle I definitely spent a lot of time with gay people that I that were like would we all we do is go out and drink together and we go to like nice bars and I'd have to like dress up to try to impress them and I never actually talked to them outside of that but that but yeah you're totally right that there's like it feels like this need to be like the cool hot hip gay that you you think you're supposed to be and then mm-hmm. when you learn that like that's not fun and I just I don't really care anymore I just want to hang out with people that I like <laughs> like if there was just this transition uh, like until I was like 25 when I was like oh I, I don't want to do that anymore so I just won't
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And listen, I'm not shitting on like going out and like having fun, like going to circuit parties or whatever that that thing is. I'm not shitting on that. But I think for me, again, it goes back to like, what's my intention behind it? I think my intention was, Mm -hmm. you know, I want to aspire to these things because I'm not happy with myself. And so therefore, I'm surrounding myself with people that only appreciate me for what I can bring to the table and not the realness of who I am. And I think a lot of people need to have that kind of self conversation, like what is it that's really feeding you? And yeah. in a spirit of chosen family, are you are you choosing to give yourself to people who have the capability of recipro- reciprocity? Yes, reciprocity. Ooh. Who can give it back. Okay. Right? Now. Yeah. <laughs> reciprocity.
1: Yeah, my mine was yeah, like similar Like Write I, that one I down. Was, <laughs> is that on your checklist, Mike? Exactly. Spell uh, that yes, word. it is. It is. Five dollar word. Great. Um <laughs> Yeah. My, mine was like, oh, all the like hot gays go to purr on the weekend. So I should do that. So I need to find my group, of, like the group of gays that do that. And it, yeah, it was not at all about what do I want to do it was trying to do what I thought you were supposed to do as a gay dude in Seattle.
3: And the, I think the problem of it is we don't, we don't, we grow up, like we go through our kind of formative years of kind of like self identification and all that stuff, like much later in life. Kids nowadays who had the privilege of being able to come out at the age of nine ten or whatever, they get to go through that experience in a safer relatively safer place right. much earlier let me say much earlier in their in their lives They get to go through yeah. that through high school and college and figure that shit out before they're you know buying houses and making these commitments you know whereas a lot at least in my experience you know i was twenty twenty two um 22 when i kind of started going out when i started coming out um not even to my parents and so um you know i had to work through all of that stuff through the early to mid part of my 20s and you know now i'm she's an older doll now she's okay. learned, she <laughs> she's she can vintage. pass these she can, not vintage <laughs> vintage is in boo, that's a good thing
1: yes <laughs>
3: She just called me a doily. Okay, back to you, Kyle. Back to you,
1: Kyle. Back
2: to you, Mike. No, I want to keep hearing this. Keep going. Uh, Your tea is real. No, I'm I'm saying, like, you know, vintage, like Chanel and vintage There you go, boo You know you love me some Chanel.
1: (laughs) Oh, Lord. What what do y'all usually do during Thanksgiving? Because that definitely feels like a, a time where you're supposed to get together with family and big extended families. Is that big for you all in, in non-COVID years?
2: Oh, man. Usually, yeah. I guess I haven't been home-home, though, for Thanksgiving in probably seven years now. Usually it's like with my husband now, my boyfriend at the time. But usually we do have people over. Like last year we had... Oh, man, probably like 20 people over, 22 people over. Like, Corey loves the the cook and all that shit. And uh, we just felt like everyone was kind of like, oh, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? What are you doing? For and we're like, you know what, bitch? That's your, that's, you just want to come over. <laughs> that's what, you know, just <laughs> say it. So we'll do it. So we'll throw it. But this year, I literally think it's just Corey and I. Um, it was going to be another friend of ours, but he actually just tore his rota- rotator <clears throat> cuff and literally has surgery next Wednesday um, oh, or wow. the day before uh, Thanksgiving. So it's just like man go from like 22 one year to literally just core and I which I'm still going to eat my face off so it is <laughs> what it is. But um I'm a social being. Like I like being around people. I get energy from being around people, having those conversations, being stupid, being silly. Um so it's going to be it's going to be interesting. And even just growing up, we always went over like family friends and it would be like 20 people there and 25 people there. So like this year's going to be interesting, but I just know that Dewan's a a text away, Jarrell's a FaceTime away, whatever. So if I do feel that energy of like, man, I'm feeling a little down right now. Let me uh, reach out to somebody. And and I think that's what chosen family and just regular family as well, Mm -hmm. that's what they're there for, to to reach out when you're having those moments of like, man, I'm not feeling this. And uh, I know just on the recent episode, we were just talking about even like folks that are single and just being in quarantine and Mm -hmm. things like that. We know this is going to be a hard Thanksgiving, and so we're thinking of them. And I, I always say, if you want to go on an IG live, I'm here for you, like because <laughs> I'll, I'll sit there and have a chat with you. Just because it, it's going to be tough for a lot of people, but it's, it's necessary for us to hopefully get around this corner and finally get some vaccines and all that good stuff to to get back out on on the streets with our shirts off and dancing for our lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Thanksgiving was as a kid was pretty big,
4: but. As an adult, I really don't like being around my family that much. I, <laughs> it's not that I don't like my family; I love my family. When you got twenty people with the same energy as me, it's just too much. <laughs> <It's a lot. laughs> so, like, it's just it's it's a lot, and and there's kids all over the place, and ain't nobody paying attention to the kids, and I'm, it's just a circus. And the Capricorn I me just needs a little bit more order in my life, <laughs> like. <laughs> So, I don't know. I was that gay who, like, I love seeing my family for like three hours on Thanksgiving, but I'll be at the gay bar afterwards, you know, (laughs) you know, twirling with with the girls, you you know, later. Yeah, you know, I just, I don't know. It's, it's kind of like a hodgepodge, but this year, um, I'll be cooking for just Fizz and I. And um, I'm cooking for like 15, 20 people, but I'm ju- dropping off plates. So, I mean, y'all in Aww. Seattle. So if y'all want to play, you know, I'll be happy to just COVID, you know, <laughs> safely drop off a plate for y'all. Um, but that's pretty much what I plan on doing. It's just cooking and then making plates for my friends. It's like a little color.
2: Come and get it.
3: I feel like I feel like 2020 is just like the year that just needs to go away. So as far Mm -hmm. as I'm concerned, and and don't get me wrong, there have been a lot of really amazing things that have happened this year. Um, But the the normal notions of big gatherings, for me, I I live in New York, I'm in Harlem, New York. And, you know, we were the epicenter of everything bad that was happening within this pandemic for a while. Mm So I've been living in that ever since that started. And Quite frankly, I have no desire to be around other people, <laughs> except for like my little quarantine, except for my little quarantine crew, um, yeah. and and have been very very strict with with that. So I was had a conversation with my mom today, and she's like, "Okay, so what do you want to do for you know for Thanksgiving and what do you want to do for Christmas?" I'm staying home. I will do a Zoom, <laughs> but I'm not I'm not bringing what I'm not running the risk of like <clears throat> catching something on the way over, or yeah. you know if I just happen to be one of those you know, like, um, folks that doesn't have any symptoms. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, like I, I don't want to, it's the risk is too heavy for the people that I love just for the sake to say that we can, you know, break bread together. We can break bread in 2021 when we got a new president, when we got a vaccine that's out <laughs> that there, part. we can make sure that it's safe. Like, but for yeah. right now, now I'm, look, I'll, I'll order, taco bell and be happy <laughs> and alive
2: <laughs> but they'd be mad when they get the hot sauce in the bag mm-hmm. be like this bitch <laughs> <Damn it. laughs>
3: i could have caught covid instead
0: <laughs> there are a lot of people freaking out about no thanksgiving this year like you know there's going to be one next year right, like, right? it's not it's like, not like this is the away. last well, thanksgiving I mean, we're going to ever have
3: on, look depends on how many people they're planning on having over it yeah. might be for yeah. other yeah. people yeah. but not for yeah. you
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: it's it's a weird sense of love that you think you have that you have to see them in person yeah it's directly disregarding their health it's like yeah. well, i don't i think you think love is different a different thing than it really is
2: and it's interesting every other year it seems like people are complaining about thanksgiving all oh, the work and oh i gotta go to my family and I gotta, And then this year they're like oh i can't wait to go it's like sit your ass down
1: <laughs> right, <laughs> right. I, I think one yeah. of my podcasts was talking about that like this is the year, like, everyone is just so annoyed to have to see their family and you have to put up with Thanksgiving and have to deal with it, and especially, like, gay kids that, like, have to go home and maybe, like, pretend not to be any kind of gay. Like, Mm. this is our year off, and maybe (laughs) that's a good thing.
2: Absolutely. That is true. It's like, you got to find the the positive in it, honestly. I mean, yes, it sucks, but, like, I think there was a meme that said, like, don't do Thanksgiving and then have an ICU Christmas or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like,
3: whew, yeah, yeah, that makes sense it's real. to me. You know? It's real. And some people you have to talk to like that because they Absolutely. they don't put two and two together. You know, they, yeah. again, they're focused on the wrong thing. They're focused on, oh, you know, i want to go, you know, get some of my mama's sweet potato pie. You know, meanwhile, you, you didn't brought COVID to the party. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, I thought yeah. them
4: I'm not, I'm not contributing to no one's GoFundMe. me. Like, stay, you should have stayed your <laughs> ass at home. I don't want to hear about you. Oh, you're helping medical bills. Huh. Should have stayed at home. I gave you my free advice. Now you want my money? No. <laughs> no.
1: um it's weird thanksgiving has never been big for my family it's always been my immediate family which is just four of us and my extended family always lived elsewhere so it was it's never been a huge deal for me also turkey tastes really gross and i don't know why we eat once a year we <laughs> pretend like it's good but that's another thing yeah. but like uh, it's it's interesting so i've never really cared about thanksgiving all too much
2: Wait, so you- that's the only thing you eat, though. You don't have like the mac and cheese and the the, the, the candy and the. <laughs> yeah,
1: the best, I mean, the best things about Thanksgiving are things that I would eat. Anyway, yeah, like mac and cheese, mashed potatoes, mm. like. Uh, I'm,
4: bringing like I'm, bl- I'm bringing you a play. Like I'm bringing, I'm bringing you a pie, <laughs> I am. I'm gonna, gonna give you some of this, it. some of this soul food. I just, I'm curious <laughs> to be like. Do you like this though?
2: <laughs> like, I mean, his life is gonna be turned around after Thanksgiving. Like, <laughs> we'll Bitch.
1: And and if not. Then my dog can have some Thanksgiving ooh, ooh, meal too. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, oh, oh. oh the <laughs> jar. You're right. Right there. You're right.
2: right and right. that's
3: the okay. an episode. Right, okay. I look. I look.
1: See you later. Look, look. <laughs> 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 ah, that's too funny. What about you, Mike?
0: <laughs> what about me? Well, I, so um, are, are you getting. Um, You know, uh, Tom and Keegan, who are on our Open Relationships episode, they're doing this big, like, everybody's contributing, and then they're splitting it up, and then they're plating it and giving it out. Yeah, they sent out
1: this big email that was like, hey, everyone that wants to join in, let me know. And I just was like, no. (laughs)
2: say that again? What are they doing? Like, everybody has to cook something, and then... Yeah, they're
0: using their house as sort of the throughput point for all of these people contributing a bunch of food, and then they're, like plating it for people based on like dietary restrictions and the stuff that, that got contributed and then they're mm. going out. It's like, I don't know, Meals on Wheels or something
2: for oh. gay people. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, That seems like a lot of work.
1: I would just yeah. would have had to make something, which that already like is not something I usually do. And then I'd have to physically go somewhere to drop it off. Like it just was too much. I was like, I don't think I don't. Yeah. So I just. So said, are I don't you guys eat.
2: staying at home for Thanksgiving? I know this is. Sorry, I'm asking a question. Sorry, this is the podcast coming on me. But That's are you guys great. staying home for Christmas or Thanksgiving? Or where you guys? Or what are you cooking if you're going to stay home?
1: I had have no. I, I will be staying home. Also single, so like not no plans of anything. I. I think I'm going to go to the store I need. And then I was like, Oh, you know what? I should buy something that I'm going to eat on Thanksgiving. So like it is very much an afterthought and I have no idea. Interesting.
2: Yeah. Huh.
4: Huh.
0: I will say that, um, I typically do Thanksgiving at my place and invite all of the gay orphans. In fact, that's, I call it gay stray Turkey day. Aww. And, uh, uh, that's I'm, cute. I'm, I'm pretty sad about that not happening this year, but also it is not happening this year. <laughs> like, right. right. Yeah. yeah figure your shit out wash your hands stay the fuck at home where i'm at like um and uh, but my my family back home a lot of them seem to be going out of their way to do the wrong thing and mm. that's just you know white republican conservative horse shit of like showing how patriotic they are by not wearing their mask <laughs> and going to home depot i, I just it's <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous and it stresses me out i'm yeah, not damn. doing it yeah. I'm not doing anything and I'm not going home for Christmas either. Same reason. Well,
3: and I don't, I don't want to shade anybody for like doing Thanksgiving and whatever, you know, because there are certainly ways for people to get together. If you've had your COVID tests and, you I know, like, say, oh, the, no. I, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, if you've had your COVID tests or whatever, and you, you're having, you're being responsible, you know, then, then do you I, just me personally, you know, I just, I choose life. Over a meal. Look,
4: it's game game with a shame. Shame. I, shame. I don't want to shame. Shame. What shame I heard Duan. all day.
1: Juwan is pro life. That's what I heard. Pro
3: life. <laughs> For sure. And always and always, absolutely.
2: Um poor choice to sit your ass down. That's where I'm at. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Mike. Is your family like in Eastern Washington? They usually get together. Like, are they doing the same thing they usually do?
0: I I think so.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hope not. Is your mom? We have a lot of fans who depend on Ma Johnson for her wisdom and and advice. Is she oh, being ma. safe?
0: I don't know. I'll oh, talk to her. Mom. <laughs> this is what we're really talking about my, do we need help. To- yes. <laughs> my mom
4: my mom just had surgery and i was low-key glad because she can't take her ass anymore because my mom is the same person who but like she's the oldest of 10 so she's like we gotta go to your uncle's house we're gonna go do this we're gonna do this and i'm like oh she gets to stay home that's one <laughs> yeah. parent i don't have to worry about thank right. you i'm like mm-hmm. i mean uh, mike having mike mike's mom on
1: it, like that's one of People's favorite segments when we have her on. So purely for selfish podcast-related yes. <laughs> reasons, we really need her to stick around. Mom, the show has to go on. <laughs> we need you. The yeah, segment would even be cool. nothing without the person that the segment is based on. <laughs> Something that I was thinking about, like when I'm thinking about chosen family, is is you know, of course, the, on the personal level, the the personal connection and everything, but. Uh, that's all great but there's also the like learning lgbtq culture and experiences there's something that you get from that other communities you get from your you know immediate family your actual family so it's i'm curious if there's anything that you've learned about lgbtq culture through your chosen family that you wouldn't have gotten had you not been with them
4: I mean, these two right here taught me a lot. I'm the young one of the aunties. <laughs> so, oh, like, when we started, I only had, like, one feeling. And now I'm up to, like, five feelings now. I, can, I have five different emotions She's I can feel She's getting emotional. Yes. You know. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I, like, kind of like I was saying earlier, just about being a gay black man, I just found that, like, especially with knowing these two and that group that Carell and I are also kind of that's our chosen family as well is just like you know there isn't necessarily a box when it comes to being a gay man you know and it's okay to say oh you know to take a little bit from that person and a little bit from this person Mm -hmm. a little bit from this person to make up who you are you know and I think that's what kind of draws people to be in your chosen family because you find a little bit of yourself in those individuals you know and so that's something I learned
2: yeah you you took the words (laughs) out of my mouth You nasty. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but you're right, though. I mean, some are might go, you know. Look, are you sure they I were words?
4: <laughs> look. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that would be for me.
1: Well, I mean, it's interesting you mentioned, like, being the youngest of the group. I always see that, like, you know, that when you're younger, being able to have people that are older that have been around that, you know, I'm not going to learn about how to date from my parents because uh-huh. th- they have no idea what they barely like me had much less be able <laughs> to like, tell me how to date people. So like, you know, there's, that's so valuable for younger people in the community.
3: I think real, sure. I think real uh, chosen family or real family that, um, that that's like authentic gives you the ability to be more vulnerable with who you mm-hmm. are, it, it allows you. And I think that's one of the things that that I've learned, you know, with, with mine is, you know, how do I lean more into who I am authentically and how I was supposed to be, how I'm made, you know, without having to, yes, one compromises, but without compromising my integrity, without, you know, like leaning into um, person, like trying to persuade perceptions of who I am, like, it's just given me more, more confidence in just being exactly who I am. That does come with age, I will say, you know, so for the young <laughs> ones that are listening, it does come with age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but honestly, when you're surrounded by people who just accept you for who you are, you don't spend as much time trying to project yourself to be something that you're not
0: yeah it's a great point i was i was just going to say like when when i look at my chosen family whatever air whatever boundary you want to draw around that group of people what they all have in common is that i don't feel like i'm on mm-hmm. when i'm right. hanging out mm-hmm. with them mm-hmm. right you, like, just show yeah. up.
2: you just show yeah. up in, and, and you're, just... you're able to be yeah that's true especially like for so long and i mean i think the common ground for a lot of folks in the lgbtqia plus community is for so long you had to pretend you know And then you get in the gay community, the queer community, and sometimes you're still pretending because Mm -hmm. you think whatever this facade of being gay is supposed to be, you're trying to be that because that's what you saw on TV probably a lot of the times, (laughs) unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And not realizing literally they are showing a smidge (laughs) Uh of Mm -hmm. what the reality Mm -hmm. is, you know. And so that's part of it, of being with your chosen family is like you said, Dewan, you just show up. You're just being. You're no longer pretending to be straight. You're no longer pretending to try to be this hot gay guy at the club and doing all this stuff. You're I mean, I am hot. Up. I'm not gonna like- I guess you are hot. Goddamn,
3: you like own that shit.
2: Right? Like, <laughs> we <we're> all hot. <laughs> but I think a lot of times there's like this stereotype that comes along of being in yeah. the gay community, especially as gay black men a lot of the posters, a lot of the circuit parties, a lot of everything are like white men with these certain body types. And you sometimes get caught up thinking that I need to aspire to that instead of saying, no, I need to aspire to, <laughs> to me and being as authentic as I can be. Yeah. And then that's going to attract who's around me. And mm-hmm. then you're going to be way happier that way than trying to do something that's not you. If that's you, if you got the body, oddie, oddie, you better make a stallion <laughs> in it and body, oddie, oddie it. And show it and then take pictures and <laughs> send seriously, them to and me. I'm here for it. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us at aya at minorityreport.com. <laughs> oh, I mean. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like just having that chosen family that like they see you're good, they see you're bad, and also there might be times that they get on your fucking nerves too. But right. that's all part of being a family and growing together and going through life together, and that's the fun part, honestly. Hmm. That's yeah. Beautiful, yeah, Corel. You said something there that that
4: really kind of like stuck out to me when you said like you know when you're your your authentic self, like you attract other people. To me, that is like the sexiest thing, like. Ever in a person like. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you get these goodies a lot faster being what? just 100% real than you would try to pretend that you want to be something to get these goodies. Yeah. No. and Mm-mm. That's a that's a, that's a a bold goodies. statement because she does not have a large body count. 26 people. Yeah, her, her that's a very little baby. number.
2: Bitch, there's Wait. probably times 26 in the week. But I'm 20... gonna... <laughs> On an episode, we talked about our numbers, and my number is 26, and they clown me right because... Here? No, total. like an et- en- entire life. She's She's not ever, like and Dewan and now we're like, oh, Jesus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the fact that you can count that <laughs> card.
2: Right. <laughs> I, I literally, I, literally I cannot count. Can, I
1: have no idea. Someone could show up
2: today and say, Carole, we had sex in 2009. i am like, oh, we did? Damn. Oh, well, <laughs> My bad.
4: To, to I remember so all the people myself.
2: that I've had sex with. But I, 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 to, I, I don't know oh. all the names. I will be able to the face another body part. And parts the angles. You've got to look at right. the angles, too. You've got to look Okay, you've got to look from that way. <laughs> that <angle>. you
4: know. <laughs>
0: but it, Joe, I'm on your side. I started a spreadsheet, and there's not a lot of entries on it. So, yeah, they, like, boom. I, well,
4: I you can't even do remember. You, Boo.
0: Do you? I, I
1: don't think I could even remember like faces. I like I, like I, I don't think,
0: think, I could, think no. probably, It's easiest I for me like to say. talk about orders of magnitude than to try and think of a specific number.
4: <laughs> yeah. I, I will say that. Uh, I, and I'm going to shame myself, but I'm one of those people who, like, when I was single and I was on the apps, like, in the midst of, like, text and be like, oh, we should do this, we should meet up, we should do this. I probably already jacked off, and then once that done I'm dead. So, then I'm like, <laughs> ghost. And so, I never end up meeting up with people. So, I was that bad person to be like, oh, this bitch.
2: Blocked. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, that's mm-hmm. kind of another reason why my is so low. I was not really good at that. But. Well, I mean, and that's nothing to be ashamed about either. Like, if that's you, that's you. Boom. Yeah. But, I can, yeah <laughs> I'll set up now how we got here Yeah, how do we get here
3: but we need to have a whole other, we always- need to have a whole other a whole other a whole of the podcast just on this topic because just this on is, body count,
2: <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> you chosen, but and that's another chosen family, though. Honestly, it there is. might be people that you have continual relationships with that, and that's fine. That it is dipped what it is. into their
3: their family pool once or twice. Yes, that's so, yes. Gross. So, gross. so gross. Yes,
0: and empty that family pool too. Yes. Yes. Is this a DNA joke? Or are you making a DNA joke?
2: I have no clue.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes.
1: Oh, in my head, it was a pile of sperm, but I don't yeah, know. I know that's, what in my head, but that's
2: DNA as well, so yes. <laughs> yes, yes.
1: I didn't know how explicit we were going to get about directly saying oh, it. I'm sorry, guys. No, I want to <laughs> swim in a swimming pool of cum. No. I'm, I would. Not anyway, I'm not mad at it. Family is great. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Oh,
1: Lord. What were we talking about? Milking
3: dads? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's uh, how we got there. It was Dan's fault. Uh, yeah. We usually Milking blame Dan. things. That, yeah, that's yeah. another good thing about that's, having yeah. Dan,
1: because we can just blame things on him. Yeah, yeah. I like that idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we well, got and, all red. <laughs> so... so
0: did we do it we everybody has a chosen family now and is wonderful oh, and
1: if you and if you listener at home doesn't have a chosen family yeah. we can be yours at least yes. for the day
2: absolutely totally 100 i'm here
1: there's, any, no, there's any, no
2: need to feel alone like honestly like reach out like we're literally telling you like if you are alone find one of us, us on instagram sure. or twitter yeah. or whatever yeah. because we we We've all had moments in our lives that we felt alone, so it's not a good feeling. So it's just like we don't want you, especially this year where it's already been a crazy-ass year. You know, reach out. It's okay to reach out and ask for help and things like that.
3: And quite hmm. frankly,
2: it doesn't even have to be – it doesn't
3: have to be something so um, so esoteric and so, like, life-changing. You, If you are watching a TV show that you're just like, I am so into Star Trek Discovery – bitch I am there too so we can talk all day every day about everything about that tv show you know what I mean it just doesn't it doesn't always have to be about crises it can just be I'm reaching out because you know what I don't I saw you had this post and I really like this too and I thought I'd just reach out like that's cool too like everything doesn't always have to be about Crisis. It doesn't have to be life changing. It doesn't always have to be about sex. You know, we are more than a monolithic and we are more than monolithic individuals. We're not just one thing. And so, you know, I think being authentic and showing like our our listeners and the people that we interact with who you are authentically and whatever facet that is from the food that you eat to the shows that you watch, to the clothes that you wear to the people that you surround yourselves with the way that you think these are all ways that you that people have. Opportunities to connect with you, and that's mm-hmm. all that we're saying. Yeah.
1: yeah, 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 totally.
0: It was my birthday last weekend, and I made Kyle watch the Star Trek Discovery episode with Adira and Gray, and and he did. He he did because it was my birthday, and that's, that's what chosen some... family does. Yeah. That's what you do. Kyle. Yeah. Did Have you enjoy? enjoy it Kyle we got some good gifts though. It was, was
1: <laughs> you know, it was uh, definitely a show that. <laughs> Started and ended, <laughs> so that was <laughs> fine. <laughs> oh
0: gosh! So, uh, should we, should okay, Michael, you, yeah. you can hit, you can hit me
3: up with the the Star Trek stuff because I'm, I'm all in it.
1: Thank thank you. I will be <laughs> part of your ego. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Break. Mike and
2: Colin taking a break <laughs> oh, <we're laughs> <the business. laughs> Mike and Callan taking a break.
0: So, are we back? We're back. We're back. (laughs) We're going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest, but first, minority report. Carell, tell us where we can find everything about you guys, what you're up to, your social, your life's everything.
2: You can find out about our life on the podcast because we share everything. So Minority Report, wherever you stream podcasts. And we're also on YouTube. So really subscribe there if you really want to (laughs) see everything (laughs) because we're an animated group. But uh, social media, Minority, like you're sipping tea, report. Uh, that's on Facebook. That's on IG, Twitter. Someone tried to snag the name. So we're MT report on uh-huh. there. And you can also find us on TikTok. I get my TikTok life as well. So <laughs> You will only see Karelle on TikTok. You will only yeah, see her. only oh. <laughs> see me because they're like, Maybe No. Not no. Doing that. <laughs> no. But, uh, but YouTube is where we're really uh, focusing a lot right now. Um, so, yeah, find us on YouTube. You'll really get to see us there.
0: <laughs> nice. Uh, well, you can find us on our website at gayishpodcast.com.
1: All of our social, excluding TikTok, is at Gayish Podcast. We don't do that because I don't know how.
0: <laughs> Same. Our hotline, can you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails, is 5855 Gayish. That's 585 542 9474, standard rate supply.
1: Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com.
0: And our physical mailing address is post office box 19882, Seattle, Washington 98109. Also, also? apparently, uh, we we this week we spoke uh, to the University of Central Florida <laughs> medical students, the the queer medical student. Association. Yeah. So that means we do speaking engagements now. So if you're interested in having us say our bullshit in front of your group, you can send yeah, us an the, email. It was
1: weird to like, what am I going to tell a potential doctor that, like, is. <laughs> do you really want to hear my dick, dick and butt jokes? Like, that's fine. But, yes. or like, I mean, yes. I just told them about all the STIs stories. I got. That's the intersection of doctors <laughs> and sex, but. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for inviting us and chatting with us.
0: And this week I am a guest on the Oh Hey podcast about gaming. Uh so you can check those guys out and their episode about gaming this week.
2: Okay. My God, uh, I love your voice, by the way. Oh thank it's you. great. Uh, <laughs> I'm like oh <laughs> gaming. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kyle, I like your voice. <gasps> thank
1: you. I was waiting. <laughs> That was rude. That was rude just say, I'm sorry. Dan, Dan I'm liking your... everything. Everything. Milk
2: me, Daddy. Milk me. <laughs> there's, <laughs> one of,
1: there's one of us for
2: each of you. Look at right. that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but you're all taken. Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't know my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're in okay. a pandemic. <laughs> uh,
0: um, As always, the four R's. Rate, review, scribe, and recommend. It really helps us out yeah. a ton. Um, time for our Gayest and Straightest? Yeah. Kyle, do you want to go first? You're oh, first on the grid.
1: Sh- sure. I'll, to just you. Through,
0: I'll just go through the grid.
1: Great. Okay um my straightest is I' am uh, the mug I drink in the morning I feel like sets the tone for my day and it depends on you know what I'm feeling today was a straighter day so that's why I have my college University of Texas mug uh, that I've been drinking out of like that or my <laughs> mug feel a little bit straighter um <laughs> the my Ruth Bader Ginsburg mugs are when I'm feeling a little bit gayer um yeah Dan, Dan is showing us his uh, Dan has his I'd rather be fucking Dan. Available at the gayish merch. Um, uh, (laughs) My my gayest is, it was recently the Trans Day of Remembrance, and uh, uh, Biden and Harris both posted about it, and I think the gayest thing about me is I was like, okay, those are good words, but you got to like hold up to it. Like a lot of people would just see that and be like, cool. But like those words are not enough for me. So I'm going to, we're going to have to hold them to more than just uh, tweeting about it.
0: Agreed. Indeed. Uh, Jarrell, you're next on my list. Oh, me. Uh,
4: yeah. (laughs) Uh, let's see my straightest. Um, I've been shopping for like underwear and I thought about buying boxers, trying the old (laughs) boxer thing again, which just reminds me of before I came out. And I don't know. I just and then I thought about my penis falling out of it and I just ran away from the idea. So um, I aborted that mission. Um, My gayest thing is um, I looked at some more butt plugs and some toys. So that was probably the gayest thing I did this week. So
2: there you go. Yeah, that was literally yeah. yesterday,
4: yeah.
0: actually. So
2: yeah. In the underwear
0: department, if you want extra straight points, you can go for like fruit of the loom. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. <horns and laughs> fruit of the loom. That's literally what went to my
4: mind when I thought about the junk falling out. I was like, oh no, oh no. Wait, were they
2: like not the briefs? They were like the like the loosey goosey boxers. I used to wear the loosey goosey boxers, yeah. and, and them, I roll your just rolled her leg and I'll be yeah. Yeah. no. And, and then you see, get those creases all on
3: your upper thigh and mm. <laughs>
2: pass. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty straight. That's pretty straight.
4: <laughs> Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, Corell, you are next. Oh man, let's see here. Straightish because gayish is last. Yes, it's the best for last. Uh, straightish, probably watching the uh, Gucci and Young Jeezy verses on IG. <laughs> That's pretty damn straight with all those masculine, probably a lot of toxic masculinity in one room watching that. Um, Wait, okay. I don't know what you. Just I didn't said. know what you said <laughs> either. <so. laughs> So okay, let's back it up. Beginning of COVID, quarantine, Timbaland, you Brave know, Timbaland, story. Like with Missy Brave Story. Yeah. And so this <laughs> Beats, another producer, start doing these IG chats where they're like, Oh, I'm gonna play my favorite records that I produced, and I'm gonna play that. It's grown. So now there was like Brandy versus Monica, Patti LaBelle versus Gladys Knight, etc. This week it was Gucci Mane, who's a rapper. And Young Jeezy, who's a rapper, mm-hmm. from, and both of them from Atlanta, who have a, a, a crazy history where literally one rapper shot another rapper's friend and mm-hmm. killed them. And so they have oh. had beef for literally 15 years. So it was very monumental for them to be in the same room mm-hmm. doing verses of their catalog of music. And they literally extended an olive branch at the end. And uh, they had a hit record at the beginning of their career, career together, and performed it for the first time in like seventeen years or something crazy. Yeah. Wow. So it was crazy. It was tense. It was wild. But at the end, it came together. So it was very good for the rap community and the hip hop c- culture and things like that. So yes, <laughs> that's
0: awesome.
1: <laughs> I now understand most there of the words go, you well, said. I
2: got your backs. <laughs> so I got, I got your backs. Uh, the gayest. Let me think. Besides, probably like dancing to Megan the Stallion all fucking day. Um, oh. Like Jarrell, I actually yesterday Nasty Pig is having a warehouse sale right now, so I bought a Nasty Pig crop top <laughs> and a strong <crop> top. <laughs> and, uh, like I don't know, girl, a lot of it was gone already. And then a singlet, I bought a singlet, it's my first singlet. I'm looking oh. forward to wear that. I think that's, I think singlets are kind of hot, so we'll see. Nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's pretty gay, <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, all right, Duan, um, my straight ish thing, um, for about Perhaps two weeks straight, I had been eating ice cream and there are certain foods that I keep in a house that I that I don't keep in a house because I'm just voracious with it. And um, I've been eating ice cream basically for two weeks straight. Um, the gayest <laughs> thing is what were you I weighed watching myself- when you were eating the ice cream. It didn't matter. It literally didn't matter. I was just I there were like these pints of this one flavored ice cream and I bought them in like triplicate. And I was just like going through it. And my gayish thing is with on the flip side of that coin, I weighed myself and I gained ten pounds. So I haven't had <laughs> so I haven't had ice cream in three days and I won't be having it for probably the next six months,
1: <laughs> very much oh, relate wow. to this, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs>
0: um, and I'm going last because I get to do that. Um, my, uh, my straightest thing about me this week is that uh, uh I, I, I use Head and Shoulders shampoo. Hmm. I, I don't have any fancy, fancy ass shampoo or conditioner <laughs> or anything like that. I just have a giant Costco pump <laughs> bottle of Head I and Shoulders in my like shower. Go to the store I and get too. what's
1: the biggest. Uh, cheapest shampoo I can buy.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of my life choices are just what's available at Costco. Mm. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I one that. stop shop. Uh, <laughs> right. The gayest thing about me this week: I had a emergency crown on Monday, and they have to like three D scan your tooth so that when they get the permanent crown made it's the exact right fit but she's like you're gonna have to open really wide for this camera and i thought oh girl i got this. <laughs> show us that Not again my first rodeo <laughs> <laughs> hmm. that's great um, yeah uh so that's
1: it thank A's. you to our <laughs> super gap ridgers, c and hazes and and skanders uh we appreciate <laughs> yeah. you for uh both your hearts your openness but most of your money
0: <laughs> and thank you to these guys from minority report thank you so much aunties we really really appreciate it yeah thank you for joining us thanks, thanks for, for having, having us nice on yeah, <laughs> this was a blast um from the c and hazen studio this has been gayish i'm mike johnson i'm kyle gets until next
1: week be butch be fabulous be you S- stay home motherfuckers yeah
0: <laughs> see you next Bye. week except i won't you're gonna be fucking home <laughs> <That part. laughs> Yeah, whatever you want to whatever you want to whatever you want to plug. That's something to say to gay guys. Sure. Right. I was <laughs> like be specific, Mike.
2: <laughs>
0: I made myself turn red. That's great. Oh, right,